the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The last church era is the church of Laodicea. And our journey through the seven church epics brings us to the seventh church, the church of Laodicea this morning. That's Pastor Michael Oxentanko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. We're up to the message entitled, The Church of Laodicea and the Call to Jesus. That's Pastor Mike's message again, The Church of Laodicea and the Call to Jesus. Today is Reaching Your Heart. If you've been listening to these broadcasts, you know that you can find them online at reachingyourheart.com. That's reachingyourheart.com. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, please call us today at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Stay tuned at the end of today's broadcast. I'll have information on how you can attend the worship service in person if you would like. You can also attend anytime online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Here is Pastor Michael Oxentenko with the conclusion to the Church of Laodicea and the call to Jesus. By this claim, Jesus is affirming that he is the wisdom of Proverbs 8. That's where this verse takes us back to. This verse in Revelation 3.14, I am the amen. It takes us right back to Proverbs 8. It is the focus and the source of his statement. He is claiming here that he is the wisdom of God that danced before God as the creative power, the mind, the wisdom of God that made the world. Christ's title in the latest scene letter is the Amen. It is a direct reference to Proverbs 8.30. Let's back up in Proverbs from verse 30, the verse that we're referring to. And let's catch this verse in its brilliant context. Let's read into the verse, not just read the verse. Proverbs 8.17. Now here, wisdom is speaking here as a living being. Verse 17. I love those who what? What does it say? Love me. I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently, what does it say? They find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. Friend, this is the gold that the church of Laodicea lacks. This is the gold that is worth buying at the end of time before Jesus returns. The church that thinks it knows it all needs the deeper wisdom of God that is more valuable than gold or truths that make you feel like you're rich when you're really poor. Let's go on to verse 20. He says, I walk in the way of righteousness, in the paths of justice, endowing with wealth those who love me and filling their treasuries. Verse 22 The Lord created me. The word created here is not a great translation. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. The Hebrew says literally, he owned or possessed me as his first way before his works at that time. Wisdom belonged to God before the beginning of time. Wisdom was not created. Wisdom is part of God. Wisdom is an eternal dimension within God. 
God owns and possesses wisdom. But here we see that wisdom is personified, not as an idea, but as a living being. Christ, we know from the Apostle Paul, is the wisdom of God that belongs to God, that God gave to us so that we might know God. Verse 23, ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. Literally in the Hebrew, from eternity, I was poured out. That's what the text literally says. The word poured out is the same word used in the Bible for a drink offering in the Old Testament, implying a blood ritual where you'd pour out blood at the altar. From eternity as wisdom, I was poured out as a sacrifice. Friend, God's wisdom, God's eternal wisdom is God's sacrifice from the foundation of the world. Verse 24, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Literally, when there were no depths, I danced or twirled. The root for havel is used right here in Proverbs eight nineteen. Wisdom is better than gold. I was the one who danced in the land of Havilah. I was there with the gold. I was the wisdom of God that made all things. In Proverbs eight twenty four, wisdom was poured out like a sacrifice from before eternity at the foundation of the world. In Proverbs eight twenty five, wisdom danced and twirled when the world was created by God with wisdom. So what is this gold of Havilah? What is the gold from the land of dancing that the church of Laodicea needs? What is the wisdom that is greater than earthly riches? And what is the godly and gold wisdom, golden wisdom, that is the way of righteousness in Proverbs 8.20? The text continues. Look at verse 25. Before the mountains have been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Literally, I danced. Before he made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limits so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Verse 30, then I was beside him. I mean, John 1.1 should come to mind. In the beginning was the word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. I was beside Him. Wisdom is not a thing. Wisdom is not an idea. Wisdom is someone who can speak and say, I was beside Him. I was the mind of God that was with God, that danced in the presence of God. Literally, the Amen. Look at verse 30. Then I was beside Him like a master workman. Here is the word that Jesus uses in the Laodicean message. He uses the word amen. It's right here in the Hebrew. I was the amen, the master workman, meaning the architect. I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the sons of men. Jesus says, I am the truth. I mean, you may know the truth of the Sabbath. You may know the seven days of creation. You may know prophetic truth. But if you don't know me, you don't know anything. He says, I am the truth, the amen. I am the foundation principle of God's reality. No end time generation of believers can come up with a gospel better than the apostolic gospel. The word master workman in verse 30 is the Hebrew word amen. Instead of gold, the amen is more precious than gold, more than truths. The amen is the truth. In Proverbs 8, the Bible describes Jesus as the wisdom that is more valuable than gold. Wisdom in Proverbs 8 was alive at the beginning of the world. Wisdom was with God. Wisdom was God. Wisdom was poured out at the foundation of the world as the plan to save us all from sin. Wisdom is the currency, the currency, the full bank account of God's belongings that emptied heaven's bank account when it gave itself 
as the account emptied and the registers found zero in heaven's account, the cross of Calvary to save the world. Wisdom created the world and wisdom danced before God with joy and gladness and wisdom saved the world. Proverbs 8.20, wisdom is the way of righteousness. And Proverbs 8.23, wisdom was poured out like a drink offering because wisdom paid the price that led him in the path of righteousness to the cross of Calvary. Because the wisdom of God, dear friend, is not how smart we are. It's not how good we are at plain theology or acting like we're petty philosophers. The wisdom of God is Christ at the cross. There is the wisdom of God. If you read Proverbs 8 very carefully, you will agree that Jesus is the wisdom of Proverbs 8 and the amen of Proverbs 8.30 that made the world. And that's what the Laodicean church needs at the end of the world. Christ tells the church of Laodicea that they need to buy from him gold tried in the fire. Christ is the gold that has been tested, that is pure and true. Faith in Jesus, in adversity, is gold tried in the fire. How do we know that? Because 1 Peter 1 says so. I mean, we need Christ, but to have faith tried by adversity is how we receive him. And so the Laodicean church, which comes after the great Advent awakening, as the message is given here, is untested by persecution. Its faith has never been tried. Christ is the gold that is worth more than stocks and bonds of a world headed toward the mark of the beast. The church of Laodicea lacks the real gold and the white raiment of Jesus' righteousness because it lacks Jesus, who is the wisdom and wealth of God. In Revelation 19.8, white raiment represents the righteous deeds of the saints that is given as a gift from Jesus. Let's look at the verse together. The Bible says it was granted her to be clothed with fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. I mean, it's very clear here. The robe is a gift. You don't create it. You don't make it. You receive it. But it results in righteous actions in the life. You see, the righteousness of Christ is more than just something that gets you into heaven. The righteousness of Christ is something that transforms you for heaven. It results in ethical, righteous living in the church. Righteous living is a gift that comes from Jesus, who is the righteous one. So the robe here are the righteous deeds of the saints. No wisdom, no amen, no dancing gold from Havilah means no righteousness at the end and no righteous living for the end. I mean, if you don't have Jesus, you know what you have? You got zero. If you don't have him, you got zero. So what is this church about? Friend, the faith of Jesus. Keeping the commandments of God is the faith of Jesus, but it's about Jesus in the end, isn't it? I mean, those who make it through follow the Lamb wherever he goes, it says in Revelation 14. They are found on Mount Zion with the Lamb. That is what we need. Truth without the true one doesn't matter. Theology without the Savior doesn't save. And the Sabbath without the Lord of the Sabbath doesn't bring rest to your soul when they have no rest day or night, those worshipers, the beast, and his image. I mean, if you don't have Christ, none of this works. And gold without the gold of Havilah isn't worth having as God in your life if you don't have the gold that is the faith of Jesus tested through trial and adversity. In addition to gold, tried by fire. And Jesus admonishes here the church of Laodicea to receive white raiment and ISAV as well. The church of Sardis, and we've been through this in our study, represents the church of the Reformation that led to the Reformed tradition that fell asleep through the doctrine of predestination. Paradoxically, 
The church is a few who will walk in white. It indicates that the white robe was possessed by the reformers. Why? Because they taught righteousness by faith, which was an apostolic teaching rediscovered in the Reformation. The truth of righteousness by faith that came out of the Reformation according to prophetic insight, according to the Christ admonition to the Laodicean church is desperately needed in the Seventh-day Adventist church today. We need that apostolic gospel to make it through to the end. The ISAV represents the Holy Spirit that Jesus, the great physician, applies to the eyes of an end-time blind and spiritually self-satisfied church. I'll just add a little statement here. My favorite theologian makes a statement that the third angel's message in verity is righteousness by faith. And she also makes the statement that it is what was taught by the reformers. We need the white robe of the church of Sardis. We need what is possessed by a large proportion of the children who are faithful still to those principles in the world today. There are Christians out there who could teach us a thing or two of what it means to follow Jesus. In John 9, Jesus anointed the blind man and made him see. The teachers of the temple claimed to see, but they were really blind. They didn't need Jesus, they thought. So their blindness remained when they rejected him. It hurts when heaven says there's nothing good about you, doesn't it? It's hard to see the need for Christ when you're blind to that need in your own personal life. Philosophy and correct theology, bank accounts, achievements, you know, statistics showing how good we're doing the work is no substitute for Jesus in the church. Only the Holy Spirit can make blind eyes behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. You know, when the church of Laodicea gets its act together, it's really Philadelphia. When it really aligns with the Bible, it goes back to the experience of the Philadelphian church. We have something to recapture in our church today. I mean, don't we want our kids in the kingdom? How many of you want your kids in the kingdom? I want my kids in the kingdom. I want to go in the kingdom. I was out this week. I was fishing after I met with some family issues in Tennessee, dealing with them with my boys. We were out just kind of fishing together. A deep sorrow came over my heart. What if my children are lost? What if all the church thing doesn't work for them? What if they go through church and they leave church and they don't know Christ at the time of the end? Where will I be? Nothing matters here, friend, for me if I lose my kids at the time of the end. The Lord was telling me, Mike, what about you? you got to really sink more deeper into Jesus Christ for their sake because you're where it starts. Friend, we don't have time to compromise knowing what we know as a movement. We don't have time to do that. We must realign ourselves more firmly with Jesus and have the obedience of faith because we seek Jesus in the church. What is heaven's way of giving us the gold of Havilah, the amen instead of mammon? The white raiment instead of rags and salves so blind eyes can see. Look at Revelation 3.19. The answer may surprise you. Those whom I love, I reprove and chasten, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him, eat with him, and he with me. The wisdom of Proverbs 8 is found when you fellowship with Jesus Christ at the Lord's Supper. Because the Lord's Supper is the preparation for the marriage supper of the Lamb. That may come as a shock. That we are Christians who renew the new covenant 
every time we meet and have the Lord's Supper. You know, we have it once a quarter, don't we? That's not really good enough. We'll continue with today's Reaching Your Heart and Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. If you'd like to attend the worship service, I will have details on how you can do that here at the close of our broadcast today, so please stay tuned. You can always attend online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Many archived messages are available there for you, and you can attend the live service in a streaming format at that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Let's continue now with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in today's Reaching Your Heart. But you know, in your secret room of prayer and study at your family table, why not make it the Lord's Supper? Why not seek the living Christ from the bread you eat, the prayer when you wake up in the morning to fall down on your knees And ask God to be life for you for that day. To take the time to know Jesus and to be found by Him. I mean, this is what it's talking about. The latest thing in church is a church that could care less in its experience about the Lord's Supper because it has not yet come to understand the importance of the living Christ in the church. The children of the great Millerite awakening don't have a clue. I've been in funerals where I've heard stuff said that just doesn't agree with the Bible. And I say, how on earth? How on earth did our kids... Come to believe that stuff. I mean, friend, we must teach our children the Bible again. Our children need to know that they're in the line of great people of faith. That God has given them the mantle to carry the truth of God to the world. And the watering down of end time truth for them just pains me deeply when I see dumbed down truth instead of bold interaction with these fresh minds that could change the world for God. Friend, we must engage them and be engaging and be engaged with Jesus more profoundly. Revelation 3.19, those whom I love, I reprove and chasten, so be zealous and repent. Now, I'm not saying this stuff today. Jesus is saying it's from his word. He says, I love you, but I reprove you and I chasten you. The reproving comes through the latest seeing message. The chastening comes in the mark of the beast. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. I mean, this is a personal invitation to know Jesus as a friend. The wisdom of Proverbs 8 is found when you fellowship with Jesus Christ at the Lord's Supper, and you'll be ready for the marriage supper of the Lamb. The latest in church is the church that, as I said, doesn't emphasize this as it should. The mystery that binds our lives to Christ bothers the latest scene in church. Have you ever noticed how, you know, we have our communion service that the attendance goes down? Have you noticed that? We are the latest scene in church. There's the proof of it. Christ says, I want to have that meal with you. I want to renew the covenant with you. And that's something like the ordinance of humility scare us off. I mean, friend, come to the table. And taste eternal life. So they avoid the ordinance of humility in the Lord's Supper. Head knowledge is more important to latency in church than heart knowledge. And so Jesus waits on the outside of the church that thinks it's rich while it refuses to sup with the one who is rich. The latency in church does not know that Jesus offers a right now righteousness received by faith 
in the experience at the Lord's Supper, at the Lord's table. Fellowship with Jesus is what prepares us for the end of time. I mean, you're not going to get ready because you're talking like it's coming. You'll get ready when you come to Christ more firmly and, and securely. And when you seek Jesus first and his righteousness, you're really rich no matter what your circumstances are in life. Am I right? And when you have Jesus Christ, you receive the right to dance in the land of Havilah all over again. You will go back to the beginning. You will live forever. Let's go back to the message we started with in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 24. And let's finish reading it together. I'm not going to embellish it. I'm just going to read it. Let Jesus' words speak. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to the span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O little faith ones, it says in the Greek? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day. Proverbs eight seventeen. Jesus is speaking as the amen and the wisdom of God that is more precious than gold. He says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness means that we must seek Jesus first. In Proverbs 8.20, wisdom walks in the ways of righteousness. Jesus is the righteous one who walked the righteous road all the way to the cross of Calvary for you. Christ is the gift of God right now in your life that is the right now righteousness you need to be accepted by God so you can even grow in God. God will not accept you today or in the judgment day without Jesus Christ in your life. God has willed it so that you can only be accepted in him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no white robe for the judgment day unless it is Jesus' robe that God gives to you. All you need for victory in life, friend, is Jesus. He is the amen. All you need to face the future without fear is in the fearless one, Jesus. If you fear the judgment day because you are a sinner, Jesus came into this world to save sinners. You can face it with confidence because Jesus is the righteous one who died for you, who ever lives to make intercession for you, and who will confess your name before the heavenly beings and the Father in the judgment for you. Jesus is the right now righteousness that you can receive as the wisdom of God in the new covenant meal of the Lord's Supper. You ever felt like God's leaving you behind? You ever felt that way? Come on, fess up. You ever felt that way? Some of you have. Made national news. Megan Vogel was getting ready to cross the finish line. She was passing Arden McMath. And as she was getting ready to cross the finish line, Arden collapsed. 
And so she had a choice to make. Would she cross the finish line and go ahead of her? Or would she pick up that friend and take her with her? She stopped automatically, according to the rules, disqualifying her from the race. She came to her friend. She picked her up. And she walked with her friend across the finish line. But she did not step across the line first. She placed her friend's foot across the line first, and then she moved her forward. Friend, Jesus is wholly unwilling to get to heaven without you, to taste the marriage supper of the Lamb without you. He is the force in your life propelling you into the future who wants you to taste it, to feel it, and to know it. And he will not go into the future without you. And so he says, behold, I have been standing in the Greek at the door knocking for a long time. Open the door and let me come in. The promise of Jesus to the children of the Millerite Advent Awakening is the promise of a personal relationship with God that lasts forever. Overcoming means more than keeping the commandments of God. Overcoming means keeping Jesus as the gold of God and the wisdom of God. And the faith of Jesus is the faith that hangs on to Jesus all the way to the end. Because Jesus is the treasure that makes you rich in the things of God for the end. Revelation 3.21, he who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I myself conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That will conclude Pastor Mike's message entitled The Church of Laodicea and the Call to Jesus. Thanks for listening today. You can find this message online at reachingyourheart.com. Worship services are Saturdays at 11 o'clock. And if you would like to attend in person at the church, we would love for you to do that. That address is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. Or if you're more comfortable, you're certainly welcome to watch online at reachinghearts.org slash video. reachinghearts.org slash video. The live broadcast will be streaming and available for you on that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Thanks for listening, and we do pray that God is reaching your heart.